Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Why don't you turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter number four, and we'll start reading at verse number four. Amen. Hasn't this worship team done an incredible job? This youth choir, hadn't they done it? Can we give them a little bit of honor today? I just, man, I think they've just done an incredible job. Amen. And it's just so awesome to see uh, the continued growth, the continued progress of this entire music team and church. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing it is to see. Amen. Very familiar passage of scripture. Now, listen, I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell him it's Sunday night. Tell him I've come to have a little bit of church tonight. I want you to bump your other neighbor. Tell him, say, hey, I need you to loosen up a little bit. All right. Tell him I need to have a little bit of church tonight. Calvary, are you ready to have a little bit of church tonight? Are you ready to worship God a little bit tonight? Y'all scare me a little bit. Amen. I'm ready to have a little bit of church tonight. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse number 4. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I love the way the NLT translation says it. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to rejoice in this room tonight. Tell somebody, it's time to rejoice in the Lord tonight. Has anybody come with a little rejoicing in their spirit? Can anybody think about what God has done for you and say, I got a praise, I got a rejoicing in my spirit today for what God has done. He saved me, he delivered me, he set me free, and for that I have a reason to rejoice. Amen. Why don't you put your Bibles down, lift your hands in the air, and let's pray together one more time. God, I pray right now, let your power continue to flow. Let your spirit continue to move in this place. God, we give you praise and we give you glory for what you did this morning and for what you're going to continue to do tonight. Let there be liberty and freedom, oh God. We declare it in the name of Jesus. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we declare freedom and liberty in this room. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, why don't you put your hands together and give the Lord some praise in this room. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach on this title, A Remedy Called Rejoicing. A Remedy Called Rejoicing. Can I tell you at the beginning of the message tonight, That it is not the will of God 
for his people, God's people, to be heavy. It's not the will of God that we walk around with our head to the ground, sad and and hopeless. I, I come to tell you today, it's the will of God for us to be rejoiceful people, re people that rejoice. It is the will of God for us to be people with a smile on our faces. You see, the spirit of this world has lied to us, some of us so long, and told us that you have to walk around depressed. You have to walk around with heaviness in your spirit. No, 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 you don't. It is the will of God that you be free from heaviness. It is the will of God that you be free from worry. It is the will of God that you are free from the heaviness that you're feeling. Yes, I know for some of us, our world is falling apart for some of us I know we're going through things that we don't understand we can't comprehend there is no explanation for why we are experiencing what we are experiencing right now but can I tell you in spite of what you're going through it is the will of God for you to have joy it is the will of God for you to have peace it is the will of God for you to have victory in the midst of what you're going through the church is not supposed to be downcast the church is not supposed to be depressed but there ought to be something in every one of us that would say in spite of what I'm going through I have a praise in my spirit in spite of what I'm facing I have a rejoicing in my spirit you can't silence my praise he's done too much for me for me to sit there I know I'm going through something right now but there's a praise on the inside that I gotta get out there's a worship on the inside that I've got to let the world know about. God's done something for me, and I will praise him. Oh, is there anybody in this room that could think back to where you were before God found you? said that's enough right there for you to give him praise because some of us shouldn't be here right now. Some of us shouldn't be here in our right mind. Some of us shouldn't be here giving God worship and praise. But because he picked you up and turned you around and set your feet on solid ground, here you stand. And that's enough to give him praise. That's enough to magnify him. That's enough to worship him. He's been too good for me to sit there. He's been too good for me not to praise him. Uh, my family should have been lost. Uh, my life should have been taken. Uh, I should have died in that car accident. Uh, cancer should have taken me out. Uh, but my God uh, stepped in. Uh, but my God uh, delivered me. Uh, but my God uh, set me free. Uh, and I'm going to praise him for it. Uh, you can't steal my worship. You can't steal my praise. Uh, there's something on the inside of me uh, that must praise him for what he's done. Oh, I wonder if somebody would praise him right now. Oh, I wonder if somebody would lift up your voice right now. Come on, the world may not understand. The world may not comprehend it. But it's the will of God for you to praise. It's the will of God for you to worship. It's the will of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 
Uh, I said, it's the will of God for you to rejoice always, even when you're going through pain. I've got a, a testimony. I wish to God that there would be somebody that would say, I'll bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on. I won't let anyone silence my praise. I won't let anyone stop my praise. He's done too much. He's been too good. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to step out of the aisle. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to jump a little bit. I'm going to stomp on the devil's head. You can laugh at me if you want to, but I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to rejoice. Come on, Calvary. Rejoice. 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 And again, I say rejoice. You may not see your way out right now. That's okay. Keep rejoicing. You may not understand how God's going to move. Rejoice. Oh, I wonder if there would be about five people in this room that would say, Brother Wilson, I'm going to rejoice today. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to worship him with all of my heart because I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be standing with hands lifted. But what God did for me is enough for me to praise him. What God did for me is enough for me to worship him. Therefore, I'm going to magnify. Oh, I feel something shifted in the room. I've come to speak to every spirit that would try to silence the worship and the praise of the people of God. I've come to speak to every spirit that would tell you that this praising thing, this rejoicing thing is not something that we should do. Can I tell you the devil is a liar? I said the devil is a liar. You see, it's the will of, it's the, will of the devil. To silence your praise. While, while others can go to football games and basketball games and act crazy and lose their minds and be out in below degree weather, below zero degree weather, worshiping and praising their God, and yet we sit here with our like God hadn't come on somebody I said God saved you come on God did more than give you a football or a basketball or come on he picked you up you should have been on your way to a devil's hell but God saved you but God delivered you and that's enough for you to praise him that's enough for you to dance before him with all your might that's it. Somebody worship. Somebody worship. I'm telling you right now, something is getting ready to break in the spirit. Something that's trying to silence your praise. Something that's trying to silence your worship. It's getting ready to be broken. See, the reason for some of us that we are struggling with heaviness right now it's because we've forgotten the remedy for heaviness. Can I tell you, there is a remedy for heaviness, and that is rejoicing. See, some of us are waiting for us to feel something, for us to begin to do something. But let me tell you something. 
You're not going to always feel like praising God. You're not going to always feel the goosebumps. You're not always going to feel like you're in the heavens worshiping the Lord. But can I tell you, when you don't feel anything, that's the time that you should praise Him all the more. When you don't feel anything, that's the time that you should worship all the more. When you're feeling heavy in your spirit, that's the time to praise Him all the more. Because let me tell you something. When that heaviness comes on you and you begin to praise, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God will begin to lift that heaviness and you'll have freedom in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I said, there's freedom with your praise. There's freedom with your rejoice. There's freedom with your shout. Come on, he set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus to see. Therefore, I will praise him. Therefore, I will worship him. Therefore, I will magnify him. Come on, you got a right to praise. You got a right to worship. You got a right to dance. Come on, somebody. Come on, young person. You got a right to praise. I know your friends don't understand. I know your school doesn't understand. But you got a right to worship. Uh, healing falls when you worship. Deliverance falls when you worship. The gifts of the Spirit begin to operate uh, when you worship. Uh, there's going to be a demonstration. <laughs> I think in Mark chapter 5, we preached from Mark chapter 5 this morning, but earlier in that passage of Scripture, I think about the man, the demoniac of Gadara, the Bible says that that man was so weighed down by those demons that he would cut himself. He didn't have any type of way of controlling how he, how he operated in this life. He would cut himself. He'd be thrown into the fire. There were all types of things that were weighing him down. Can I tell somebody he was heavy as heavy can be. Heaviness all around him. But the Bible says that when Jesus steps on the shore and he gets wind in the spirit that Jesus is there. You know what he does? The Bible says he goes and he begins to worship Jesus. And as he he begins to worship Jesus. Jesus speaks a word and delivers him from every depression, every part of a devil that would depress, that would hold him down, that would cause him to be heavy. God delivered him. Why? Because he began to worship. He began to praise. There's a remedy for heaviness. There's a remedy for sickness. There's a remedy for your depression. And that is rejoicing. Our scripture text is taken from the book of Philippians, which is many times referred to as the book of joy. This theme of joy is interwoven in the narrative of this entire letter. Yet, as one looks into the context from which Paul is writing this letter, the topic of joy would seem like an oxymoron. For Paul is writing this letter whose principal topic is joy from prison. One would think that Paul would be depressed and down and out but Paul understood the remedy for heaviness was joy this is why the apostle Paul says rejoice in the Lord always 
because he understood the key to overcoming my heaviness is rejoicing. Rejoicing is simply defined as to feel or to show joy. So here we see that rejoicing is simply an overflow of joy, an expression of joy. Rejoicing is an expression. It's something that you can hear. It's something that you do. Simply put, rejoicing is a sound or an expression of praise. You say, how do you know that, Brother Wilson? I can tell you why. I can tell you how. I can tell you how rejoicing is a sound. We find in 1 Kings 1, chapter 39 through 45, we find Solomon getting ready to dedicate the temple. The Bible says, and Zadok the priest took a horn of oil out of the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And they blew the trumpet. And all the people said, God save King Solomon. And all the people came up after him. And the people piped with pipes and rejoiced with great joy so that the earth rent with the sound of them. Rejoicing is not just sitting there saying, God, in my head. It's me in my head. God, I worship you. God, I thank you. That's not true rejoicing. Rejoicing is accompanied with a sound. You see, some of us think that we can just worship God like this. But I've come to preach to somebody. You might have your theology a little bit twisted because when there's really true rejoicing, there's a sound that comes up. When there's real true, there's an utterance from the mouth, there's an utterance from the lip, there's something that comes forth. Rejoicing is a sound. Come on, somebody. I said it's time for us to quit letting the enemy silence our sound, it's time to let the enemy quit silencing. Come on, Calvary. It's time to get your voice back. Come on, Calvary. Come on, people of God. It's time to get... Come on, rejoicing is a sound. Rejoicing is a sound. Worship is a sound. Praise is a sound. It's the clapping of hands. It's the stomping of feet. It's the drums. It's the piano. It's the organ. Worship. Rejoicing has a... The Bible says the earth was rent with the sound of them, of their rejoicing. And Adonijah and all the guests that were with him heard it as they made an end of eating. And when Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he said, Wherefore is the noise of the city being in an uproar? And while he yet spake, behold, Jonathan, the son of Abiathar, the priest, came. And Adonijah said unto him, Come in, for thou art a valiant man, and bringest good tidings. And Jonathan answered and said to Adonijah, Verily our Lord King David hath made Solomon king. And the king hath sent him with Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and the Cherethites, and the Pelethites. And they have caused him to ride upon the king's mule. And I love verse 45. The Bible says, And Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, have anointed him king in Gihon. And they are come up from thence rejoicing. So that the city rang again. 
I've come to preach to Calvary Tabernacle. I believe this is a word from the Lord for this church. I've come to tell you it's time for the city to ring again. Let me tell you how people are going to know what's going on at Calvary. It's going to be because of the sound that's coming from this building. Can I tell you how your friends are going to know this is the place I can be delivered? It's going to be because of the sound. It's going to be because of the praise. It's going to be because of, come on somebody, let the city ring again. Let Indianapolis ring again. Let Indianapolis worship again. Not with the sound of this world. Not with the sound of this world. But with the sound of rejoicing. Let the church be the loudest voice in this city again let the church be the loudest thing in this city it's time to let the city ring again come on Calvary come on you got a reason to shout you got a reason to praise he's done something for you it's time to make your praise loud it's time to make your praise amplify Come on, I said, let the city ring again. Come on, huh? come on. Huh? God's getting ready to pour out revival again. Huh? God's getting, he's already doing it. Huh? He's getting ready. <laughs> lift up your voice and pray right now. Come on, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to praise and magnify. Some of you need to step out and you need to begin to praise and worship. Some of you right now need to begin to make a sound because the enemy's lied to you and told you that you'll never have your joy again, that you'll always be heavy, that you'll always have the problem that you have. But I've come to tell you uh, it's time to stare the devil in the face and say, not, uh, not today, devil. This city's getting ready to ring again. God, come on. I know what the enemy has spoken over this region, but devil, you're a liar. The city's getting ready to ring again. We're getting ready to dance like we've never danced. We're getting ready to praise like we've never praised. We're getting ready to shout. We're getting ready to have revival like we've never had. Come on, can you hear it? Come on, can you hear it? I hear the sound of that praise. I hear the sound of worship. I hear the sound of this entire balcony and church lifted up the name of Jesus and praise. Do you feel that? I feel heaviness lifting in this room right now. Ha. I feel heaviness lifting in this room right now. It's been so long since some of us have danced and shouted, but I'm telling you right now, if you get loose in the Holy Ghost and have you a little bit of old-fashioned church, if you get loose right now and just have a Holy Ghost party, that heaviness will lift off of your life. That depression will lift off your life. That doubt and fear. Ha. Said, prove to me, Brother Wilson, that this sound of rejoicing, prove to me that this sound is my remedy. Isaiah 61 3, we know it well. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Can I tell somebody right now, the garment of praise for this spirit of heaviness is what you need to trade. Some of you right now need to take off that that spirit of heaviness and you need to take that praise wherever you've hung it up in your spiritual closet. You need to go and you need to grab it right now and you need to put it back on. somebody what's this scripture simply saying it's saying that praise is the remedy for depression praise is the remedy for heaviness can I tell you right now what this world needs the world doesn't need another relaxed atmosphere wherein we come in and just be like every church down the in, in the street that's not me criticizing anybody else and what they do with their in their relationship and their walk with God but can I tell you, it is biblical that we are a church that praises and worships God exuberantly with a loud voice, with all that is within us, with all of our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength. And can I tell you, it's more than a hype. It's more than something we do just because we have nothing better to do. But something happens in the spirit realm where you begin to praise God. Something begins to shift. And where depression was, it has to leave and where heaviness was it has to leave and where fear and doubt was it begins to leave in the presence of a you see Psalms 133-1 some of you think you look a little bit weird whenever you praise and worship God but can I tell you, that is in direct opposition to what the Word of God says. Because we Can we put that scripture up, Psalm 133 and 1? That's the wrong one. <laughs> the Bible lets us know that praise is comely for the upright in Psalm. The Bible lets us know that praise doesn't look crazy on you. Praise doesn't look silly on you. Praise doesn't look like you just kind of are out there all by yourself and you look like a lunatic. And See, that's what some of you would like to think. The devil's convinced you that if you get out and you worship God and praise God in the way that you really know you should, that everybody will look at you and you'll look crazy. But the Bible lets us know. There it is, 33-1, not 133-1. The Bible lets us know that we need to rejoice in the Lord. Oh, you're righteous. But it then lets us know rejoicing is not just, but rejoicing is a sound. Because when you praise, it is comely for the upright. That's just good old King James E's for this. Praise looks good on you. Pray, when you begin to praise and worship God, you don't look any better. You don't look any better than when you worship and praise and magnify the name. Come on. The world may say we're crazy, but I've come to tell the world I'm not crazy. I look good when I praise God. I look good when I magnify Jesus. Praise is comely 
is befitting for the righteous. I got a right to praise. I got a right to worship. Young person, don't you ever let somebody tell you you look crazy for praise. Praise looks good on you. Praise is coming for the righteous. Praise is... Coming to a close, we're getting ready to praise and worship God. We're getting, I'm telling you, there's, there's about to be a shift. There's about to be a change in the spirit right now. I believe that some of you are never going to be the same from this moment on. I believe tonight some of you can walk out of here drunk in the Holy Ghost like we used to 20, 30, 40 years ago. For some of you, it's been a long time since you walked out of here drunk in the Holy Ghost. But can I tell you, it can happen tonight. Bible lets us know the reason why we praise. The Bible says in Psalms 149 and 6, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. This is why, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. This is what happens in the spirit realm when you begin to praise and magnify the name of Jesus. The strong man is bound with fetters of iron. You execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. Something begins to change in the spirit realm when you begin to praise and magnify the name of Jesus. what I want to end on Bible says to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints praise you the Lord you see rejoicing is a right reserved only for the redeemed the devil hear me the devil cannot rejoice the devil has nothing to rejoice about. The devil knows his end. The devil's going to go to hell. The devil is defeated for all of eternity. God has already won the battle. He's already died on Calvary for our sins. The devil has nothing to rejoice about. Hear me? The only thing the devil can do is still praise. When you allow heaviness to overwhelm you to the point that you forget who you are and what's been done for you, can I tell you, then the devil has access to your praise. Praise is a right reserved only for the redeemed. You see, when I write a song and I put it on the back of the CD, all rights reserved, that means that I have ownership of this music and nobody can do the music unless I give them permission no one can do my songs unless I give them permission the rights are reserved for me can I tell somebody that your praise is reserved to you you and you only have the rights to your praise the devil does not have rights to your praise but some of you have let the enemy come in and pirate 
your praise. But the moment a child of God snatches back their praise, there's nothing the devil can do about it. It is a right reserved for the redeemed. This is why Malachi said, rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy, you don't have a right to rejoice. You don't have a right to steal my praise. You don't have a right to get happy about. The right to rejoice belongs to me because I'm redeemed. The right to magnify belongs to me. The right to worship and praise belongs to me. It's a right reserved for the... Re Come on, somebody. I said, uh, it's time to steal back your praise. Uh, I would to God uh, that somebody would tell the devil, rejoice not. Uh, that belongs to me. Uh, rejoice not. Uh, that rejoicing belongs to me. Uh, you tried to take my family out, uh, but rejoice not uh, against me. Uh, oh, my enemy. That praise uh, belongs to me. Uh, that worship, but I've been redeemed. I've been set free. I've been healed. I've been delivered. And my praise is a right reserve. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The devil can't rejoice because the devil hasn't been redeemed. The devil can magnify and praise with joy because the devil has not been redeemed. The only thing the devil can do is steal your joy. The only time the devil has joy is when he takes yours. Only time the devil has rejoicing is when he takes your rejoicing but I would to God that there was somebody in this place that would say devil you've had my joy you've had my praise you've had my worship for far too long tonight I'm taking it back tonight I'm taking back my joy tonight I'm taking back my peace tonight I'm taking I'm taking back my praise. I'm taking, I'm the redeemed of the Lord and I'm gonna say so. I'm the redeemed of the Lord and I'm gonna say so. This praise, this praise is a right reserved. Oh, somebody just say so right now. Oh, somebody say so right now. Here's what we're getting ready to do. Here's the thing. I can praise for you. Pastor Carson can praise for you. None of the ministry team can praise for you. And you know what? Even more so than that, nobody can make you believe that what this preacher is preaching is more than just a bunch of hype. Because that's what some of you think right now. I mean, this guy is jumping all around and shouting and screaming. It's a bunch of hype. It's a bunch of hoopla. But for everybody in this place that would get what I'm saying and get the principles that I'm saying tonight, that God, it's not me, that God is speaking to this church tonight. Can I tell you right now, there's getting ready to be a new dimension of praise and worship that this church is getting ready to enter into. 
there's getting ready to be freedom and deliverance like this church has not experienced. And let me tell you what's going to be the byproduct of that. There's going to be explosion of growth and revival. When, when we get our praise and our worship back to the place that God truly wants us to be at, and let me tell you something, every single one of us can take it up a notch. Let me tell you, but when we get that back to the place uh, that God desires for us to be at, uh, there's going to be so much liberty uh, and freedom uh, and power and deliverance in this place. Uh, I believe that the blind uh, are going to come in uh, and they're going to get healing. Uh, I'm believing that the lame uh, are going to come in uh, and they're going to walk. Uh, the depressed uh, are going to live up are going to leave uplifted those that are bound by addiction and doubt and fear are going to leave I was in a service we're getting ready to worship worship team y'all can go ahead and get ready and I want us to whatever y'all have I just want it to be upbeat we're getting ready to worship and praise God. I was, in a, I was in a youth camp two or three years ago. And it was kind of one of those services where you're preaching. You're, you're, you're grinding, you're pressing, you're pushing. There's not really much happening, but you know that God has given you a word. And we were worshiping, or, or I was preaching rather, and Brother Carson, all of a sudden, sudden, something got a hold of me. I've never done this before then. I've never done it since then. And I wouldn't do it unless I felt prompted to. But all of a sudden, in the middle of that service, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to just take off and run the aisles praising and worshiping me. And you know how we do. I said, God, that is not like, it's not proper preacher etiquette, you know. Like, I'm having this conversation as I'm preaching to God. Like, God, you know, preachers don't, like, you got to, I mean, you can roam a little bit, you know. Like, that's cool. But, like, to, like, take off, like, screaming like a banshee, worshiping and praising, you know, just, like, we don't do that, Lord. Like, that's not proper preacher etiquette. God said, I want you to take off and run. Now. Yes, sir. I took off running, jumped off that platform, cleared every step, took off running, ran around, rounded the back corner of that place. And first, everybody was kind of looking at me like, this dude is, I thought he was crazy, but now I really think he's crazy. Everybody was kind of looking at me, and it was kind of silent. But as I rounded that corner, I looked in the corner of my eye, and when I looked out the, on the complete opposite side of the auditorium, there was a young lady that when I took off running, something got a hold of her. And she was rounding the corner the same time that I did. And by the time we got back to the front of that church, it was like a nuclear bomb had gone off in that place. And all of a sudden, boom, everybody in the place began to worship and praise and magnify the name of the Lord. We had an incredible, people were healed. People were filled with the Holy Ghost. The altar call lasted for about three, three and a half hours as those young people were just slain in the spirit of worship and praising. Can I tell you, that's not a story to glorify in me. That's not a story to glorify in what I did, but more so for that young lady because all of her friends and all of her peers no doubt thought, what in the world 
world is this young lady doing? But she understood this. When I begin to magnify the Lord with all of my heart and soul and strength, something begins to happen in the atmosphere. When I begin to rejoice, heaviness has to leave. I'm not asking you to run the aisle. But I'm asking you right now, how would you praise God if you knew that God was getting ready to lift that depression off of you? How would you worship God if you knew that God was getting ready to save your soul? Come on. Come on, somebody get your praise back. Come on, somebody steal your praise. It's a right reserved for the righteous. It's a right reserved for... Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so.